Hi folks, welcome to this week's edition of the Finance Hour. The topic of this week's show is up to our eyeballs in debt. The amount of household borrowing has skyrocketed over the last 20 years. So we need to ask the question, are we up to our eyeballs in debt? I'm joined by Grant Rubin, a senior mortgage broker at Loan Market. Grant shares his experience of more than 20 years in helping clients secure home loans, investment loans and business loans. And it is fair to say that the last six months has been a time of immense change. In Ruben's rant, I give my take on a recent Productivity Commission report, and my propeller head of the week is all about an online video tool I have been using. Enjoy the show and head over to the Finance Hour on iTunes and leave me a rate and review. Good afternoon and welcome to the Finance Hour. Whether you're listening live on Jair or on our podcast, this is the show where we try and make sense of the world of business and finance and hopefully help you make better financial decisions or business decisions. My name's Ruben Zoe. I'm a financial planner and owner at Adapt Wealth Management. We're a boutique financial advice firm that work with business owners, professionals and those planning for retirement. Now, I've been doing this podcast for oh, getting on to about 19 months now, and this is episode number 43, so I welcome you to check out this episode or any others on the iTunes account. Just search The Finance Hour. Otherwise, you could go to my website, adaptwealth.com.au slash podcasts. A general advice warning from our lawyers, anything we discussed today should not be tried at home. Uh, If you do like what we say, make sure you check it out with your lawyer, your accountant, your trusty financial planner, if that exists, uh, or your mate when he comes over for a barbecue. Next door neighbors over a beer may give you some fantastic financial advice, which you might want to take, but even so, you should probably still check it out. So the topic of this week's show is up to our eyeballs in debt. As a country, uh, we have increased our debt levels at a home, well, for each individual home, increased their debt levels enormously over the last 20 years, so that it's now, the debt is now more than 200% of our disposable income. It has risen at a rapid rate. The banks were a big part of lending lots of money to people. Now they're tying it back a little bit. But are we in a debt up to our eyeballs? And to discuss that, we've got Grant Rubin, who is a senior mortgage broker at Loan Market, who is going to give us his view uh, based on his long history in the business, which I understand spans for more than 20 years. So we will get Grant on the phone very soon. But now it is time for Rubin's Rant. Rubin's Rant. Now, my rant this week is about the Productivity Commission report, which just came out. For those of you who don't know what the Productivity Commission is, and I didn't really, uh, they're a government uh, organisation, and their their role is to conduct inquiries at the request of the Australian government on key policy or regulatory issues bearing on Australia's economic performance and community well-being. 
You may still not understand what that means, and I certainly don't. But what I do know is that they come out with these reports every now and then, and they've just come out with a report into the banking system. And as you might have expressed, they have bagged the crap out of the banking system. What they've said is the banks have got huge market share. They confuse people with lots of different loan types. And people don't switch their loans. And because they don't switch their loans, they remain loyal and they're penalized. They lose up to $87 a month or 0.3%. And they say banks are making far too much profit on home loans. Well, the question is, is, this, uh, is there really no competition in the home loan market? I personally don't believe that. And we're going to get uh, some further feedback. But I think there's a lot of competition in the home loan market. You can now get a, a home loan owner-occupier loan for as low as 3.44%. And if that's not competition pushing those rates down, I don't know what is. Furthermore, there's lots of reasons for staying with your own bank. Uh, it's often a lot more convenient, and people sometimes don't want to change for the extra 0.1%. And if they do want to change, they're often going to use, the, use a mortgage broker who helps promote competition. But guess what? The Productivity Commission was also scathing about mortgage brokers. And mortgage brokers, the way I see it, actually promote competition. So my rant, that's about it. The Productivity Commission, I don't believe in that report that just came out. Okay, well, we're going to have a quick... Uh, break and then we are going to get Grant on the phone. Welcome back to the Finance Hour. Topic of this week's show is up to our eyeballs in debt. Our guest today is Grant Rubin. He's a senior mortgage broker at Loan Market. He's been in the mortgage industry for about 20 years and looking forward to his discussion and his take on how indebted we are as Australians. Grant, do I have you on the phone? Yeah. Hi, Reuben. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having for coming on today, Grant. Uh, it's great to have you. Uh, now, Grant, my first question to you is, is the amount of household debt has increased rapidly in this country, and I know you've been doing this for a while. Uh, it was 60% of, of disposable income back in the 1980s, and it's, it's ballooned up to 200% of disposable income recently. And I know a lot of people have got a hell of a lot more debt than that. The question is, is as a nation, are we up to our eyeballs in debt? Uh, yeah, I think uh, house prices have uh, certainly got ahead of themselves and that's forced people to borrow to keep pace with you know, the property market. Mm. Um, and, you know, but on the other flip side, the banks are taking a view that things have probably got ahead of themselves and there is a need to slow down the pace of what is going on. Yeah, and in your view, has I mean, that's obviously more more recent movements and I definitely want to come to that, but I want to just general trends of what you've seen over your time in the industry. Has you know, There was a stage where banks were lending a lot of money and, and was that largely sort of driven by interest rates being so low or was, just, or was it generally banks just wanting to get as much money out there as they can? I think it's a combination of both. Um, if we go back, say, five years, um, it was very much the banks were wanting to write business. Mm. Uh, brokers were coming into the market at a rapid rate. It was competition for business. Yeah. And, you know, people, both banks and brokers were wanting to write loans. Mm. In the last two, three years, We've seen a, uh, a fall in interest rates, mm. and um, the Reserve Bank has not changed interest rates for 
you know, almost two years now. So mm. interest rates are relatively low and affordable affordability is very high. Um, yeah. so, so accommodation of writing business and those the low rates is, mm. is driving a lot of this. Now, interesting. I was just thinking about what you were saying before about uh, you know how people's debt has increased because of of house prices. What's when, when someone comes to you when they're just buying their own buying a home that they're going to live in? Is their question to you normally? Uh, well, look, I'm gonna I found a house that I that's going to cost me a million dollars and I want to borrow say six or seven hundred thousand, or do they come to you and say, Grant, what is the absolute maximum amount that I can borrow? And then they go and find a house that kind of hits that maximum. Yeah, it's very much the latter. Mm. Uh, customers want to know what their affordability is mm. um, and what is the maximum house price they can afford. Mm. And it's and that's because repayments are quite low. Uh, interest rates are quite low, so mm. therefore repayments are quite low. So people are prepared to stretch their borrowing as much as they can to get into the house that they want to buy. And, mm. uh, and, and has it been in the past that people... Because obviously, there's a bit of a lag. I suppose people come to you and they and they want to apply for a loan uh, and you get them some kind of approval, but then it can still be quite a while until they actually purchase the place. Do people often sort of fall over in that in between. They've borrowed a certain amount of money, then they w- work out they can't buy the property they want. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's particularly prevalent today mm. because what we've seen in the last six months, the banks have tightened up how much they will lend to a, uh, a customer. Mm. So, you, so generally a pre-approval to buy a house will last 90 days, three months, Mm. and when you go beyond that period, we're required to resubmit an application. Mm. So if your circumstances change or the banks tighten up their criteria, you do run the risk of falling outside what you thought you may have had. Mm. Mm. um, That presents some difficulty. So let's talk a bit about that. I mean, the, the people I speak to and we've spoken about this and other mortgage brokers is that things have seriously changed over the last six to 12 months. Has that, has that been your experience? Have things radically changed in terms of what the banks are willing to lend? Oh, very much so. Um, 12 months ago, we started to see a shift in the banks. Um, they started to move interest rates outside of the Reserve Bank, mm. particularly if you had interest-only loans. So they were making, they were using a lever called price or interest rate yep. to make it a little bit harder to borrow. And in the last three months to four months, they've tightened up their calculators, their mm. assessment criteria, so making it again harder to borrow. Yeah. So that's a, from what I understand now. I mean, in the past, you could, you know, when you're applying for a loan, you could just give a rough estimate of your expenses. You just sort of take a bit of a stab at it. But from what I hear now, they're actually going as far as reading through your credit card and bank statements. Is that true? Uh, it is happening on a few files. So mm. the banks, are, they will take on face value what a customer and or broker discloses to them. 
But then if they feel there's a need to investigate a little bit more, they feel the expenses that have been disclosed are a little light on, they may request six months of bank statements and credit card history to see a customer's um, behaviour with with their expenses and living costs. Now, Grant, have you heard of the Productivity Commission? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're probably <laughs> well above other, a lot of other of our listeners. I, I did a rant about them just before. Anyway, the, the Productivity Commission, apparently, they research things have got to do with Australia's economic performance and community well-being, and they've just done a, uh, a report into the banking system, and uh, I don't know how much you're aware, but they have been scathing, right? One of the things they've said is that there's just not much competition amongst the banks at all. And personally, I find that very hard to believe. I, I think that there is competition, but what's your view? Uh, as a finance broker, I obviously feel that finance brokers is a good thing as far as competition. But I'm, I'm uh, talking about we, but we'll talk about mortgage brokers. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. talking about competition amongst the banks themselves. Oh, uh, so probably eighty eighty five percent of loans are written by the four major banks. ANZ, Westpac, MAB, and CBA. Yeah. Um, they tend to follow each other. and In terms of rates? They, rates, policy, um, and in that regard, there's not a lot of competition. There are, there are a few non-banks, second-tier banks, mm. that create some competition. But I think if the bank's have it their way. They would like to write ninety percent of loans. Yeah, and but isn't there competition I, amongst the banks though? Surely at different times, that like, you know, someone uh, under pressure to grow a bit faster than others. I mean, we're talking about home loan rates. The best home loan rate is three point four four percent. How can how can anyone say that that's not that kind of sharp rate is not the ba- is not based on reasonable competition in the market? Well, I mean, three point four four is close to the sharpest in the rate and um, look there's you know, there's a need for competition I think um, the non-banks drive the opportunity for that competition mm. but they just don't have the brand awareness amongst the public mm. to attract business mm. the four major banks through their advertising and brand awareness to attract customers. Mm. And I still think there's a belief that if we go to, if I as a customer go to Westpac or NAV, it's safe. Yeah. You know, who is these, who are these non-banks? I don't mm. know who they are. Yeah, well, the product, yeah, but the Productivity Commission has basically come out and said it's, it's, a, it's a broken system. There's not enough competition. And then also that people are scared to change as well. And because they, they don't change, you know, they, they generally lose out by about 0.3% or $87 a month because of a, a lower interest rate that they could have got. And they say banks are making far too much profit on home loans. I mean, the way I see it, you know, people have always got the opportunity to change. They can go to a mortgage broker or someone like yourself. And sometimes people have got good reasons why they want to be loyal to the same bank, even if it's a 0.1 or 0.2%. But the Productivity Commission uh, seems to suggest that the whole system is completely broken. Um, I don't think so. I think, mm. I think it's work, works well. People have choice. 
there's well over you know, 30 lenders in the marketplace. Mm. Um, it's probably 40. There's well over a couple of hundred products to choose from. Um, well, that's the other one of the things that they said. They said that there's so many different types of products and it makes it too complex and people are unable to, you know, to distinguish one from the other. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, there is a lot of uh, jargon that's used by the banks and, mm. and, and I think that makes it difficult for the consumer. But, You're being very uh, diplomatic, Grant. You can just say you think the whole report is a load of rubbish. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've got many people in the Productivity Commission listening to this podcast. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, we do have a pretty wide listener base, but I doubt it extends that far. <laughs> well, Grant, I mean, one of the other things is in that report, they were also scathing of mortgage brokers as well, uh, where... You know, which I don't understand because, I, as I say, I think the mortgage brokers are the ones that create the competition. But you know, they they thought the mortgage broking system was was broken as well. Mm. I mean, as a mortgage broker, obviously representing our interests, but uh, over the last ten years, I think mortgage brokers have created the competition, mm. um, have kept the banks honest and accountable to how the customers. How the banks look after the customer. Mm. Um, if uh, if it wasn't for mortgage brokers, you know the four major banks would write ninety percent of the loans, mm. and the rate would be X percent, and it wouldn't be a very competitive environment. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things in this current climate is if a customer goes to a bank, you're you know you're obtaining one choice, one product, mm. one rate. And if you can't achieve the outcome with that bank, where do you go? Mm. A bank, a broker has 30 lenders right. to choose from. So there's choice in terms of interest rate, but also choice in terms of solution. Yeah, but that's what I don't quite understand, because they're saying there's too, ma- there's too much choice, <laughs> you know, which is just... <laughs> You know, I just don't get it. You know, on one hand, you can say, oh, look, there's not enough choice for consumers. And now you say there's too much and consumers can't make a decision. So, you know, which one is it? But I think that 80, 85% of loans get written by the four major banks. Mm. And that's through brokers or direct customers going direct to the bank because 85% of customers have you know, one particular solution. You know, have, have a, a need that fits the bank. Right. The other 15% of customers where we need 30 different banks to choose from. Um, so, look, uh, I think there's very much a need for brokers in the, yeah. in the current market. But how do those smaller banks actually survive then if they're just getting, you know, such a small percentage? Like, how do they get their economies of scale and... Now, how do they get strong enough to survive? Well, they don't have a retail branch network. Right. Where a lot of the, which, and majority of their business is referred through brokers mm. or over the internet or phone banking. Yeah, so they've got um, lower cost structures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, Grant, um, we've talked a bit then about uh, people going for home loans and you're saying the banks are getting more careful in terms of checking people's expenses and the like. 
What's it like for um for small businesses? We've probably got quite a number of listeners who are in small business, and what's the small business lending uh, sort of market situation at the moment? And, and has that changed as much as the sort of the personal home purchase market? Uh, yeah, it's probably changed, you know, at a, on a similar basis to home loans. Mm-hmm. I think through the major banks, getting a business loan, historically you might have been able to achieve a loan on an unsecured basis without bricks and mortar supporting a business loan application. I think the banks now, sort of, it's almost a mandatory requirement that you have a house or a commercial mm. property securing your, your business loan application. Um, well, that's a massive they are change. Shaking the tree, so to speak, with every business loan application mm. and seeing, you know, how strong is the individual who operates the business, how strong is their cash flow historically, mm. do they have ATO problems? Um, so they're delving a lot more into an application. Mm. What does the forecast look like? What are the assumptions behind that forecast? What industry are they in? They're the questions we're faced with. Um, mm. But I think also in that regard, what we're seeing is a few uh, smaller players, fintechs coming into the space. Mm. Yeah, for small businesses, uh, absolutely. For small business loans, yeah. they're... Yeah, they seem to be coming all over the place. They lend up to $50,000. They just tap into your accounting software, be it zero or mild, and make a decision within 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's an expensive rate. Yeah, very expensive. But it's certainly a solution for a business owner if they're needing access to money. Because mm. the customers going to that source of finance more than likely would struggle getting finance from one of the banks. So you think that they're... There's a real sort of place for them in the market. I think there is, but I think as a as a business owner, you, one needs to be careful about the ability to repay that loan. Mm. The smaller players, these fintechs, the interest rate is quite high. It's often over twenty percent. Yeah, and you need to be careful that if you're borrowing fifty thousand, you're paying ten grand a year in interest plus. You need to pay back that fifty thousand in twelve months or twenty-four months. Mm, mm. And, and my my suspicion is a lot of people just keep rolling over these loans. They claim that they're going to be short term, but I don't know. My my hunch is that a lot of them just keep rolling over at those high interest rates. Mm, mm. I would. Uh, I think we're yet to see how that plays out because. Mm. The Prospers and the Moolers of this world have only been really in business for 12, 15 months. Mm. So I think we'll see how that plays out over the next 12, 24 months. Yeah, well, and if they're unsecured, I mean, the, the other part of it is so, well, you can say it's a high interest rate, but they're unsecured. They're not secured by property. So the lenders are taking quite a substantial risk. If the business goes bad, um, you know, I don't know if there's personal guarantees, but but even if there is, they can be worth nothing if someone goes bankrupt. So, you know, on the, on the other hand, you know, there's a reason why they're charging the high interest rates because there's a yeah. fair, there's a good chance they won't get their money back. Yeah, risk return. Yeah. All right, great. Look, well, we're getting to the end of the interview. It's been great. But uh, what I usually ask my guests is for their three top tips. So I guess for you, the uh, the best thing would be your three top tips for 
people who are considering or preparing to apply for a bank loan? I think um, the first thing I would say is be prepared. Yeah. So if you're buying a house, get a pre-approval, have pay slips organised, tax returns up to date and ready, your saving statements in order to show that you've got monies to complete the purchase of a property. Yep, that's number uh, one. Secondly, I think you've got to determine if you're going to use a broker or a bank. So yeah. a bank will have one choice, a couple of products, broker will have a choice of 30 lenders I think um, and finally is in this current climate the outcome is not about price a mm. lot of people will talk about the interest rate but I think the customer needs to be aware of the solution what is the outcome they are trying to achieve yeah. and if you've got a if the outcome can be achieved from more than one bank, then you would look at the lowest cost solution. But in today's environment, the right solution is often the best outcome. Mm. All right, Grant. Look, thanks very much for your time today. It's been great. Uh, I know it's certainly uh, a lot harder out there for, I mean, everyone in the financial services profession, certainly for financial planners, it's harder. And I think for mortgage brokers, you know, your work is more cut out now in terms of getting people loans. But I guess that's what really reinforces the value of... um, of having professionals like us in these in these times where things are a little more difficult. Yep, I think very much so, Ruben. So thanks for your uh, the opportunity to speak today, and uh, all the best. Okay, thanks, Grant. See you later. Thanks, Ruben. Bye. Okay, now it is time for my propeller head of the week. Propeller head of the week. Now, the propeller head of the week this week is about another app that I use, which is called Loom. It's basically an extension you can put on your internet browser, and it's a fantastic uh, little program for recording your screen and sending short videos uh, to people that you want to. So I use it to say if I'm explaining a document to someone, I can put this document on the screen, I can run through it, and my, I put my voice over the top of it to explain it. Uh, you can also you know, record yourself as well. And it's really nifty. It just creates uh, very quickly a link, a hyperlink, which you can then send to the, the person you want to send it to. Uh, you can password protect it as well. And all I do is click on the link and they go straight to that video. It's a lot quicker and easier than uploading videos to uh, things like Vimeo or YouTube. Uh, it doesn't pr- probably have the same broadcast uh, capability, but if you want to send videos from one one to one, I find it extremely useful, uh, and I'm using it a lot now to uh, if I want to send uh, short documents to people and explain it to them. So check out loom.com. Okay, well, that's the end of the podcast today. It's been a bit of a shorter one, uh, but short and sharp. Uh, is sometimes good. I welcome you to uh, search previous episodes on the finance on the podcast uh, where you can find on iTunes searching the finance hour. If you have been enjoying the show, please leave me a rate and review. That'll just mean that I can reach more listeners, uh, which will be great for my ego. Uh, so uh, thanks. Enjoy the week and we will uh, catch up with you again next week.